Welcome to the latest episode of the Daniel Energy Partners In-Basin Observations Podcast. I'm Bill Austin, and today we are with Mike Dyson and Chris Claudill of Infinity Water Solutions. This episode was recorded live from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas, before our Thrive Energy Conference. Chris and Mike walked me through their backgrounds, and we discussed the start of Infinity, the role of water management in the energy industry, and how Infinity Water Solutions is helping companies optimize their water usage and reduce their environmental footprint. After our conversation, Infinity actually announced a multi-year contract with XTO to manage their produced water in the Delaware Basin, so a nice win for them. We'll be back soon with our recap from Thrive and more conversations on the road. Welcome to the DEP In-Basin Observations Podcast, where we discuss the latest trends, challenges, and opportunities in the industry, energy industry. I'm your host, Bill Austin, and in this episode, we'll be talking to the founders of Infinity Water Solutions, Mike Dyson and Chris Claudel. In keeping with our on-the-road nature today, we are at the DEP Thrive Conference here at Minute Maid Park. Um, both guys are here with me, and we're ready to jump right into the conversation. Yeah, hey, Bill. Thanks for having us, man. This is uh, it's a great venue. Absolutely. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, everything's looking great for the conference. So we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah, no, we're happy that you guys came from Austin and, again, brought people to us versus us going to Midland and going to all these <laughs> different places. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll, let's just start off with it. Why don't you guys both go, take, however you want to do it, give us a little bit on your background. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Sure. Uh, Mike Dyson, CEO uh, at Infinity. Um, uh, my background is I'm, I'm really a second-generation oil man. Uh, is probably the best way to, to sum that up. Uh, I've got a little bit of an entrepreneurial background, um, education in business and in law. Um, but, you know, energy's probably been been my first love, really. Uh, I, I don't know. I keep trying to pull away from it, and I keep coming back. Yeah, like, I think like a lot of us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Chris? Well, Mike's been a little modest. You know, um, he, he's, had, he's had four exits uh, of several different companies uh, just in the energy space and the last one to a public. Uh, so it's been great just learning from a lot of – he's able to give us a lot of counsel uh, on the mistakes he's made early on, so maybe we don't make them again. Oh, uh, very few mistakes. We make, yeah, <laughs> just, just to be very clear. Um, we can definitely so, talk about that too <laughs> at some point. Absolutely. Um, so Chris Caudill um, – I, uh, you know, background in, in consulting, uh, worked at public EMPs, was, uh, did, did the, uh, spent my time, uh, a little bit of time in an NCAP portfolio company as well. Um, and, you know, it was actually, we met because we were talking with some finance guys here in town, Jordan and I, another partner, and we were actually trying to buy uh, one of Mike's companies. Uh, he ended up taking a much more lucrative deal, but said, hey, you guys, you guys played well in the sandbox, let's, let's go build something. And that's, that's been a lot of fun since then. So that's, and it really speaks to the industry. I think, you know, we, we take care of the good ones and, 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 and you build stuff with good people. And that's uh, something we've tried to do. Cool. I, think that's, I think that's valuable too. But, you know, uh, from, from my perspective, you know, uh, Chris and Jordan and uh, our C, uh, COO, Peter uh, McCure, joined in, jumped in. Uh, we, put, we put a team together uh, of folks that are just, uh, in, in truth, could have joined anywhere else, and, and maybe even led anywhere else. And somehow, the four of us fell into into this together um, at right th- the right time. I think uh, it's it's been a fun adventure so far. Yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Like, when did Infinity start? You know, mm. a little bit on that background, because um, I know that 
like us, you guys started, you know, in that 2020-ish time frame, which yeah. is a little hairy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, learning lessons, I think, is what we call those, right? <laughs> um, so as we mentioned, right, both Chris and I, uh, and in, in truth, all of our co-founders, uh, we all have background in upstream oil and gas, uh, which is also our way of saying that we all uh, all understand the challenges that water on kind of both sides of these equations uh, can create for, for an operator in the space. Chris came uh, with a wonderful idea, right? Or at least an idea that I thought was wonderful. Yeah. We, we sat down and we, we started building this out conceptually. And this is, uh, it goes all the way back to spring of 2019 okay. uh, is, is when we really started sitting down and, and having constructive thoughts around it. Um, I think we papered it up and became an actual company in, in October of 2019. Yep. Is that right? Yep. And then uh, we, uh, we were funded. Uh, friends and family is, is what really kicked us off. And uh, we built what we would now lovingly refer to as, I think, our prototype facility. Um, and, and we commissioned that in uh, March of 2020, mm-hmm. which is, as you, I think you correctly identified, Bill, pretty auspicious time to get started in a yeah. new venture. Right? Yeah, so you can only start, you can only go up from there, right? I mean, uh, that's, yeah. that's a way of thinking that's about a, it. That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, because we started, I mean, John started this DEP in April of 2020. Yeah. And so, Chris, before we even started, you started talking about that. Like, you know, we were out in Midland a lot at the same time no. you guys were, and no one else was out. No, we, we had beers in the balcony at the, uh, the old Doubletree uh, in, in 2020 talking about, man, we're starting a company. How are y'all doing? And yeah. you kinda, we both kind of had deer in the headlights like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, another beer, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so you started that first facility. Yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that facility and mm-hmm. then kind of where you're going from there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the concept for the first facility was really to start uh, kind of test what we thought we knew, uh, which is, is to suggest that uh, operators needed another outlet to dispose of water. And so we set this Fed 128 location up as a um, as a gathering system for trucked volumes. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a smaller footprint there uh, and a smaller treatment. Yep. Uh, but the idea was to allow for trucks transporting primarily flow by flow back is, is really what's what's hit us most. Um, process that and then uh, well recycle it and get it staged. Right, and bring it back. Like that's right. You guys were, were definitely on that, like you mentioned, uh, you know, the operators have water issues. You hmm. went out to help, try to help solve some of those issues, right? I mean, that's the, the, the genesis of everything that you guys are doing. Absolutely. Well, and, and Chris, um, Chris and, and, and Jordan really have a, a phenomenal framework for that, right? Uh, and, and I think maybe we credit Jordan with, with actually saying it in our meeting where you could almost see the light bulbs pop uh, uh, you know, turn on over, over our heads kind of thing, right? Um, Chris, you uh, remember when Jordan's talking about the non-contiguous Yeah, we uh, provide positions. we provide market efficiency for contiguous operations and non-contiguous acreage positions, mm-hmm. effectively. Um, you know, there's always uh, each operator, uh, the, the inefficiency that we, that we, the inefficiency that we saw in the market was that in New Mexico with limited infrastructure, yep. there's an extremely high price for disposal and there's an extremely high price for fresh water or source water. And companies are recycling their own for their own efficiency. But uh, as a business, and there are other people leading this along with us, as a business of creating a recycling network, people weren't, you know, the water midstream companies weren't really tackling that problem in, in our opinion. They are, they are now and we would 
consider ourselves part of that group that is tackling that problem. But when we started, we saw that there was a big imbalance. And that, that was the, the problem that we were out to solve was the surge volume, the surge volume of the yeah. flowback and the surge volume needed for completions for your zipper fracks. And then, you know, EOG and XTO and others are moving moving towards cube development, which is creating an even larger surge. So if, if anything, uh, the problem is being exacerbated, which is, uh, which is, which is, which is good for the growth of infinity because we think we're, we're meeting that. We are a solution for that problem. So you guys start in 2020 with your first facility. Now we're in February 23, mm -hmm. How, wh what's changed between now and then, oh. or between then and now? How about everything? <laughs> everything is yeah. probably the, the, the best way to sum that up. Uh, 2020 uh, saw us uh, and, and the entire oil patch shut down for a little while, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, again, you know, uh, I really just want to emphasize uh, the quality of this, of this team uh, that I'm, I'm fortunate to find myself on. Um, we have every opportunity. To, to kind of walk away from this and you know lick our wounds uh, and instead the team we huddled back up and said look what what do we think we know mm. um, what did we think we know or knew I guess at the time and and um, how do we adapt to that and, and so we spent 2020 and honestly into early 21 uh, refining our business model uh, meeting with operators speaking with operators to really help define what their challenges are. Uh, we did the same thing with stakeholders with regards to uh, folks at the uh, regulatory agencies uh, with folks uh, on the ground, uh, property owners. What, what keeps them up at night? Mm -hmm. What's a sticky part for them? Uh, and, and we put our heads together. We came back uh, in April, I think, mm -hmm. April of 21. So April of 21 is really when we like to say we got started. All right, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we reopened the facility. Uh, we started taking meaningful volumes uh, at our at our Fed 128, and we started to uh, conceptualize what would ultimately become our flagship, right? And I think you guys, well, we we did. We hosted yeah. you uh, for for a site visit there. That's I was literally that you're teeing me. I was trying to get you there. To yeah. to the Miller Ranch in in, in New Mexico. Yeah. So John and I went out and saw you guys in November of last. Of last year, just mm -hmm. as that, you get, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that facility is in its infancies at, the, at that point. Yep. Um, I forget, was it, was that, were you guys doing 100,000 barrels a day at that point, or you were trying to get to 100,000 at that so point? So the Mills Ranch facility, yep. um, we, we began building that in May. Okay. And we commissioned it officially October 2nd. Yeah. October 2nd, we started bringing meaningful volumes in. Um, by the time you guys visited, I think we were... Uh, we were running steady state at that point at about 25,000 barrels a day okay. with and popping up to 40,000. What we've done since then um, is uh, we have 125,000 barrels a day of throughput capacity now. Yes. Okay. 125,000 barrels a day of throughput capacity and roughly 3 million barrels of storage or that's, staging is that okay. we like to call it. Um, and so w what that's really geared for is to allow for uh, like I said, we have consistent volumes in, we have mm -hmm. operator partnerships that allow for that. And then we also have uh, source water contracts uh, and sales up to, uh, we, we had a 22 mile sale to another you know, large independent EMP that actually went straight to frack. And so we were really, really happy about that and really happy, happy that, our, that all the water KPIs uh, you know, we're, we're at the highest quality. I think so. we were really happy about it. I'm not sure. I think our COO is still well, yeah, I think sweating, still sweating from that trial by fire. Yeah. But uh, we we passed uh, we passed with flying colors. And um, uh, so I, I guess the answer to your question is 
we've done quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. We've even done quite a bit since we last, we last met Absolutely. In, in November. Yeah. I mean, look again, you, what, it was an impressive facility. Both John and I, we kind of walked away. It's like, like you were talking about the surge volumes, right? Being able to handle that from a facility of that size is super important. No, we, we I mean, it, it, it really is, uh, it's a sizable facility. Our goal is to build seven more of those facilities uh, in the next, call it 18 months, and about 30 million barrels of staging. Um, you know, when you see the open size, we, we believe that facility and the facilities like that are going to be, uh, we, that facility is the largest in the northern Delaware, or at least one of the largest in the northern Delaware. And what we're building uh, is going to create the ability for a marketplace to happen for water, which is effectively, you know, the goal of Infinity is to create a closed loop, zero liquid discharge framework. But also, I think you, you noted two things there, right? Uh, marketplace, an actual marketplace that allows operators to, to take advantage of this greater level of efficiency, right? Um, more, more participation. Yep more products on the, on the shelf, so to speak, allows any one of these market participants, any of our, our customers to come in and find what they need when they need it. And, and that's, that's, really, that's really the benefit of having this staging capacity. But it's also an important aspect of what we do with those seven. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's right. networking those facilities, right? right? Which allows us to effectively uh, take a surge volume from one area and provide it to a, a water scarce area, um, you know, somewhere along that, that network, right? Um, as Chris, Chris I, and I love it, I'm gonna steal it from you, buddy. Sorry. Uh, Go for but, it. But it's this idea, right? Uh, and Chris's original pitch to me, um, which I think, you know, I was probably already on board by that, by that point anyway, but it was this idea that um, the Permian is a story of both floods and droughts, right? <laughs> yes, and, a lot of and, ways. and uh, you've got one operator experiencing a flood of, of its produced water, its waste, if you will, and and somewhere else in the basin, inevitably there is another operator experiencing uh, a uh, a drought of, for their source water, and so how do we get those two operators effectively linked up? Right, and so I think a fun, you know. It, Maybe uh, a couple of conversations uh, into the evening, into a happy hour evening, you start to realize, wow, this is, this is a logistics conversation, yeah. right? Um, can, we, can we solve for this with a, a kind of a just-in-time fulfillment uh, type concept? And, um, you know, to, to, I think, Chris is primarily credit. Uh, he was pretty brilliant in the pitch. I mean, we've probably innovated a couple times since then. Yeah, I'd say I, the one thing Infinity's really good at is not neither. None of us in the company are afraid of, of someone else's good idea. And if COVID and, and, and the pandemic taught us anything is that you, you don't know what it's going to take to get the next step in a lot of cases. But what you can't afford to do is disregard something else that, that could do that. And so you have to be like, okay, well, let's, let's think about this and let's think about that. And I think if there was a silver lining to anything that happened in 2020, it's that it's that tact that has really driven our innovation process that has, has yielded some pretty uh, amazing results. Uh, because every barrel, every single barrel that we recycle and then, and then push to the market through our, through our water sharing network, through our marketplace is a barrel that, 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 that replaces fresh water coming out of the ground and is a barrel that reduces the seismicity effect, all of which are driving factors in what's going on in today's right. world. Um, and the operators are, are really, we are really, 
we are really grateful for the partnerships we have in the operator side because without without the industry and without them pushing for this, we, we wouldn't exist. Yeah, so that's, that was really interesting. I mean, we it wasn't just John and I. There was a large EMP operator in, in the Delaware that was there doing a, a, a tour as well yep. to try to figure out how this could help them you know, solve a bunch of these problems. You yes, sir. Um, we're, we're proud to say we've since signed them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I didn't want to say so, that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, and, and a lot Thank of what you, you guys were talking about on your innovation side, is, it was funny, I was thinking about this. It's like, you could do a whole other podcast just on the, your entrepreneurial journey, you know, outside of, you know, <laughs> it's been a, we, can, it's, we can turn up a, an entrepreneurial it's podcast been a journey. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's been a journey. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll want something stiffer than water to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, without question, it's, uh, it's, it has been a journey. It continues to be a journey, right? And, and like, not to get too philosophical on this, but anytime you're going to undertake um, a, a well, a journey like we've been on, yep. make sure you bring the right folks along with you, Yeah. right? And that's, uh, again, um, adaptability. I think this this level of dynamic approach, I guess, to understanding what we thought the challenges were, mm -hmm. uh, to, to really redefining our approach to address what the challenges actually are well and, and again so i started thinking about your adaptability i mean you guys are both you know from the operator side of the house Absolutely. right yeah. and now you're in a services business like the rest of us infrastructure um infrastructure. Yeah, no, that's true that's, <laughs> that's fair, 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 fair but it's a little bit of a different animal well, especially question. for you as a as a management team but also yeah. for the product and service that you guys provide right absolutely yeah. but i think that keeps it interesting yeah too i i again i, I don't know that there's anybody if, if what you're looking for is status quo, we are probably not the right shop to yeah. come, and, come and work with, right? Uh, we've, got, we've got a full slate of innovators. We've got a full slate of, of folks that really enjoy uh, this idea of, of addressing probably, I mean, not to get too grandiose on this, but, but think about it, water and, and treating wastewater, especially wastewater in the oil, oil yep. patch, I mean, this, this is an opportunity for us to address one of the biggest sustainability challenges of potentially our lifetimes, right? Certainly of the modern era. Yeah, and, right. and a real one. And I don't mean, right, to, yeah, I yeah. Don't mean to disparage any other, right, any yeah. other ones, but, but if there was it, the function of using water, specifically where we think the industry is going, it could have a, could have a material impact on global GDP because you know, water's life and all, and all the things, you know, if you, if we, if we are successful and, and other groups like Eris and others yep. are moving towards this and we're, we're really proud to be part of that consortium, uh, along with the operators. Uh, but if we can do this as an industry, you know, these oil companies will be water companies that oil is a byproduct and you will literally be able to turn any desert in the world green because you'll be able to turn that into a, into a, into a product that's valuable that can be used. And so that's, and I, and, and again, I, we, we understand, right. It's ambitious. Right. And, and we're not, we're certainly not suggesting we have solved for that X. No, we're not, we're not suggesting that we're going to solve for that X in 2024. Right. But the fact that we're even all having conversations al along this path, the fact that um, you know we have major operators that we're working with, the kinds of folks that when they speak, people yeah. listen, right? Uh, and we're very we're very honored uh, that uh, these partnerships they decided to listen to us, yeah, right, and and, so and, and really and, and really understand what we're 
we're trying to get done. Right. And so that kind of brings me to, and we've talked a lot about different things. We haven't really hit this, but the regulatory environment, right? Mm. I mean, that's, that is still no matter what an obstacle or something that you guys need to be thinking about as you do this. Yeah. Uh, so t talk a little bit about how the regulatory environment has been for you guys, especially New Mexico. So New Mexico has been fantastic. Um, New Mexico leads is leading, I think the conversation with like this full value chain of water, right? This concept of, of taking oil field wastewater and turning it and giving it an opportunity for private enterprise to turn it into a full cycle solution, right? Um, this started uh, in New Mexico via the Produced Water Act in 2019, which is where um, we understood, we took a look at this, and, and, and in truth, it's the Produced Water Act and the way that was written, it's such, there's such foresight in the way that legislation was tackled. Uh, it was roundly supported mm -hmm. um, in, in New Mexico, but that's also what provided a foundation for a business model like ours to exist. Uh, I think when we suggest a zero liquid discharge, which is always going to be our target, right? Yep. Uh, when, when we suggest to anybody on the legislative or regulatory side in New Mexico that, that that's what we're endeavoring to do, I think it resonates because the state has come back and, and suggested, hey, we've adopted, we've adopted these rules, mm -hmm. these regulations, for the health, benefit, and safety of of our people, right? And and our business model, I think, very well aligns with that. And that and that goes to the, I, I mean, we can always do this. The the overarching ESG aspect of just our industry in general, things like what you guys are doing kind of change that narrative. A little Sustainability bit. with profit is, yeah. is what I would yeah. I would couch the, yeah. the, that that goal. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, real solutions, real problems that can that can really impact the entire industry. I think that's, anyway. No, I think that that's absolutely right. Well, well said. All right, so the next one we wanted to start thinking about is we've talked a little bit about your model, but if I'm a customer and I come to you guys, you know, and I'm looking for you guys to provide, is this a day rate structure? How do you guys think about how you come to a, an EMP operator and say, hey, we're gonna help you solve your, help solve your water problems but how are you guys structuring that? So we, we generally see it, it, there are three challenges that most operators come with. Uh, the first two are, are pretty well known, right? This, this concept of gathering, an operator wants to know how to dispose. So we, we, we will offer uh, an agreement along the gathering side, and then we'll also offer uh, on the other side of that coin, um, the solution for somebody's source water. Okay. What we're working towards is a full cycle agreement, okay. right? So that we can provide operators both both the gathering solution that they need, as well as the solution that they that, need. I think, yeah, I think what we prefer is a full cycle agreement. Right. Uh, Without uh, question. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we we have those. We have that with with uh, with one operator and moving towards towards a few others. But um, yeah, the Mike said it exactly. So there's 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 there the we if you connect to the network, you're connecting to the network to either have source water for your completions to mm -hmm. line up with your frag schedule, or you are completing your frag schedule or, and you want to line up uh, alternative disposal um, so that you can you can have a little bit more efficient framework uh, for your asset base. So right. we, we do both sides. Uh, it, we, we provide the infrastructure and the network uh, just like uh, other groups out there like, you know, Al and GL, Eris, Goodnight, uh, except 
we are we are not creating disposal wells for the most part. Uh, our our goal is to is to move and recycle 100% of every barrel that comes through our system, and that's. It, and, and it's a big market, and there's plenty of ability to do that. Right. There's a, there's a large opportunity set here. A lot of these EMPs yeah. have this something like this in-house, but they don't really know what to do with it, right? Well, and I, I don't know if it's that the EMPs, I think most operators know, maybe know what to do with it, but it's not their mandate, right? The, uh, an EMP's mandate nine out of ten times is crude offtake, mm -hmm. right? How do I move crude? And and to effectuate that, they also have to figure out how do I how do I manage this water? Right. Right? Water offtake has to be secured so crude offtake can happen. Source water has to be secured so that they can have crude to offtake. Right? Yep. Um, so it's it's a it's a circular problem. I think one of the the biggest things to bear in mind here uh, is is that this market is developing mm -hmm. right and this concept of a of a full cycle and of uh, a solution on both sides of that equation it's a i think a little bit to our surprise it's a newer it's a newer concept for most operators i think most dmp groups are are moving more readily to that mm -hmm. but uh, it, it's certainly been greeted um in a lot of our conversations with maybe skepticisms to too yeah. much yeah but with a yeah okay maybe let's see what you let's see what you do first right i, I would I, I would i would couch that with with you know in infinities if there's one thing to describe infinity it's going to be efficiency mm -hmm. and the one thing about the specifically the source water market the supposed water market is pretty well known and, and, and those systems are in place uh they might not be the most efficient but those systems are in place for the for the source water market it's a very fragmented bifurcated you know regional market and what we are doing i mean we said it before we are we are linking the gathering and the source water to provide for uh, a company that doesn't have contiguous assets to operate like a contiguous asset right. company right so even if operators build their own internal system those fracks are gonna, those frack schedules are going to move but someone else might be fracking next door, but they're not going to be using those assets. For our assets, it's going to be geared towards a market approach, a market efficiency approach, and and that's the biggest thing. You know, you know that that's where I think we would step change from someone else. If we say had a had a large partnership with a large operator that had a lot of assets, you know, we would then hook up to them and 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 use those to better access the market. There might might even be some things happening along those lines here pretty soon. So. Uh, that is building efficiency in the market mm -hmm. and, and, cr and creating that within, within, within the completion operations and a source for that, for that portion of the gathering and disposal is, is everything that Infinity does. We, we cool. keep talking about <clears throat> efficiencies and we, we've mentioned sustainability. Yep. Uh, we firmly believe you can't have sustainability without efficiency. Right. It is, it, it, it's absolutely critical. Um, one of the things that we're going to continue to do, and we, we do uh, work on daily, is, is how do we improve what we're already doing? Right? And so uh, we've talked about the next several uh, facilities that are, that are due to come online. Right. Uh, we've got uh, two more that should be commissioned this quarter. Okay. And we'll have roughly six and a half million barrels of storage, somewhere between six and a half and seven is, is what's scheduled and roughly 300,000 barrels a day worth of throughput capacity. 
And then, so if you don't mind me asking yeah. about that, as you get, you know, more facilities, how are you guys financing that? How do you, I mean, just how are you guys thinking about that? World? Piggy banks, yeah. mostly. <laughs> Credit cards? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, um, well, we just keep flipping over couch cushions and there's there's change under there. I would say that, to answer that, and I'm, we're not, not give you an exact answer, but right. to answer that without you giving an exact to, answer, yeah. we have equity partners and debt partners. Um, we're a little bit non-standard, so, you know, we, we have built this, Without a core, call it private equity sponsor, but we have uh, some some deep pockets behind us, and we're happy about that. Well, what we what we've done, I mean, that's a fancy way of saying, look, we're kind of more of the we took on a, a venture model, yeah, which I think is really yeah. uh, what benefited us early, yeah. right? Um, there Patient was a capital without question, yeah. right? Uh, understood and gave us a level of flexibility to to innovate in a space that, well, def- is defined by innovation, yeah, right? Turns out a marketplace as we imagined it, didn't exist. And so, uh, so you guys have to, you're in the process of, along with some of your other people, creating that marketplace. With, without, yeah. without question. Yeah, and I think, again, if we go back to 2019, lessons learned. Yeah. Yeah, man, we were naive. We walked into this just assuming that this market would existed. Right, and we were just going to be, we guys, we're just going to be a market participant. And, yeah. and, it, and, and we have to try to carve our way into that market wrong we have to <laughs> we have to help create it and then figure out where we sit and which is a wonderful problem, uh, but, problem and, to, and, to and again but you you used a key key word there and it's help yeah right and and that's that's largely because this is this is a tremendous challenge as we've mentioned yeah this doesn't get done by any singular party yeah this is yeah. this is a story of partnerships this is a story of partnerships between e p companies this is a story of partnerships between midstream groups this is a story of, of partnerships between OFS, these service companies. Yep. Everybody has to come together to really address this challenge if if the actual goal is is meaningful sustainability, right. which I think it has to be, mm-hmm. right? If you think about all of these things that are necessarily tied to the oil field, sustainability has to be the right answer. Yep. And I don't mean that in a marketing ESG perspective, right? We have to be more efficient in how we're developing as an industry. And that that's that's done that's done collectively. Yep. And I think I think the industry would agree with that. You know, uh, I was reading something on LinkedIn from Rhett Bennett, you know, uh, yep. over at Black, Man, yeah, Black yeah. Mountain and, and and as we start developing the tier 2 assets, you're going to have more sand, more water mm-hmm. in order to get the same same yield, but for the first time in a long time, the operators are cash flow positive and with the with the with the additional need you're talking about a greater need for infrastructure groups like us and ofs groups as well and so i think you know uh with all the critique that has happened in the energy business over the years it it is everyone is coming together to solve these problems which is it's 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 nice to be a part of that it is agreed well i think we're starting to get towards the end of the time that we like to do but but again is there anything else you guys want to cover as as we think about this right now i think we could we could drown you yeah we're happy to drown the information um but we just really appreciate the opportunity bill and um, uh really proud of the good work y'all have done you know it's like it's been fun to grow up together yeah um, and we will definitely see you in Midland at the DoubleTree on the, on the balcony again sometime <laughs> and, soon. And we're going we're gonna to drag you out to see uh, the next facility. Yeah, no, I'd Absolutely. love that. That would be, be great. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to. So, um, I get, Hard that, hats are on us. Yeah, there we there go. go. I want to see the drone footage of it next time. All right. I don't think All you right. got to see it. That It was, nice. it was pretty windy. <clears throat> yes, it was. Um, well, with that, you know, thank you guys very much for coming over. And I think we covered a lot. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get this out pretty soon for you. 
awesome. awesome. Well, thank we, you for having yeah, us. Appreciate it very much. And if we could ever be of service, let us know. <laughs>